Remember the 80s? Remember going to concerts? Remember the posters on your bedroom wall? Remember when live with Alex and Brian, a teacher and a musician, talk about nothing and everything. Yesterday was 3.11. I just looked at my watch. It's 3.11. Why is that so rough for you, Brian? You know, I think just that I was never a huge fan of that that musical artist. Really and I, really- I respect them because they made a career. I hate talking trash, but, you know, they can't ever sing. I think it was just the snare sound. I think the problem with 311 is they stole those numbers. It's kind of like me being like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm 923, and that's my um, birthday if you wanted to know. 923. But the point is, is that you can't claim numbers if you're not really amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. Like, imagine. And that's why somebody like named their kids seven. I mean, that's a lot to live up to. I don't know if I like that one bit. Isn't that have something to do with evil or? No, first of all, seven is the most amazing number. And I think, you know, it's a deadly sin. No. Well, there's seven deadly sins. That's right. There's seven. Um, Parts, there's seven major um, parts of the body, seven mm-hmm. chakras, mm-hmm. seven dots on a ladybug, mm-hmm. seven, a lot of seven things. Why do I know this? Because I married somebody who got married on seven, seven, July 7th. In 77? They wish. <laughs> they're not that, they're not, they're too young. All right. Yeah. So remember when live with Alex and Brian. Brian, mm-hmm. I hear you've got something that you'd like to ask, and it's called Blank You Blank? No. I want to blank you. Interesting. I heard the you word know? blank, and I thought, well, let's Well, flattery do it. will get you everywhere. God, you're um, No, I just had this thing. Like, would you, I think in our one of our last shows, we talked about, like, the free Britney, and it, it, it really oh, yeah. opened up the whole... Would you like to be famous, okay. rich? Yeah. Um, you know, yes. have this life, but in return, okay, you have to almost live in this social prison. Oh, so of like this if I'm Britney, would I rather be Britney? In that case, but let's apply it to other things. Okay, like, give me one. Would you? Yeah. Like to? Oh no. For life. Okay. No matter what you do, you could sit at home, whatever. But you get a salary of a million dollars a year. Okay. But in return. All right, what do I have to do? You have to live with unpredictable di- diarrhea. Like, you <laughs> must live I, I with. Hate to be, I hate to be the problem, and I don't mean to, like, answer this so quickly and so mm-hmm. definitively. Yes. But the answer is. Yes, and I live with it now, and I don't make a million dollars. I mean, like, at this point, you're, like, giving me a reality. You're, like, I'm paying you because so, you have unpredictable diarrhea. Okay. That example, too. Well, wait, before you go, I just have to say, just to remind you, we may have talked about this before, is that you never need to get out of a situation, that even if it's funny, true dude. or not. You do just say, I have a case of the Rhea. I mean, mm-hmm. if you... It works everywhere. It, it, it works with everything. You're all of a sudden at a club. The conversation gets uncomfortable. Excuse me, I have to go. I've 
got a bit of diarrhea. Nobody's going to say, no, 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 let me, you can't go now. Yeah, I mean, even if you get pulled over for a traffic ticket. Right. I'm having, I'm about to have diarrhea. That's why I actually (laughs) was going so slow or fast. It's a great excuse. I just think the reality, well, gosh, you know, that wasn't a very good example, but it was hilarious. The retort was just genius. Well, let me let me let me just say this to you though. So, Brian, as serious as I could be, if you got a salary for a million dollars, but you had to live with possible, you know, what was the not term? possible, unpredictable, unpredictable diarrhea? Like you just don't know. Like you can't go. I know I'm gonna have it morning, noon, and night. Okay, but back. here's no. my point. You never. You know. wouldn't take the million dollar salary. I don't know. This wasn't a question for me because oh. I just don't think I could live in a world where God, see now I'm gonna jinx myself and get like Guess what? You've just IBS. got it. I just want you to know this. I've just given you unpredictable you just diarrhea yeah. by that I've just passed it on to you. I, I used to mess with friends that would like I remember one time I was we were flying to Japan and very close person and bandmate, great friend was asking me, like, you know, what's your plan for the 12-hour flight? Oh, no. And mine was, you know, maybe get a glass of wine and, um, you know, eat a little sleep enhancement. And uh, he said, can I try one? But Valium. I don't usually do those. Can I just have half of it? And I said, oh, sure. No. And he's like, you promise I'm going to be fine? Oh, God. I said, absolutely. So right as he swallowed it, I said, the only thing is, is it can just give you DWS. And he goes, wait, well, what? Well, what's DWS? I said, it's diarrhea while sleeping. You're so and asshole. he panicked. And he's like, oh, my God, no. So DWS, another one, gets you out of anything. I just want to say I've never heard of anyone who actually has diarrhea when sleeping. I don't yeah. even think that's possible. It's I just, just a curse. No, it's your made-up curse because, Brian, I have to say. When See, you look, God can be cruel. No, you're cruel. You'll look at somebody in the face and say, as they've swallowed the pill, oh, I'm going to sleep. You're going to get DWS. Yeah. Diarrhea when sleeping. You're and right. I, it, I'm, I'm a sadist in the way that I think I like I mean, that immediate look. And you of say fear. it with a smile. You know, and the what? point is, I am. I can't wait till one day when you're in a situation, and I hope it's like 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. I will remember this. You won't. I will. And I will look at you and go, Brian. Don't go to sleep because you could get DWS. DWS, DWS. But would you oh, no. have the want the ability to teleport so you could go anywhere in the world? You sound like my son, yes. Okay. No airports, no nothing. Mm. Just close your eyes, think, grab a suitcase, and you're off. Ooh, I love that. But. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you're making yourself laugh. But you have to live in a world where everyone wears sandals. I don't give a shit what people wear. Yeah, you have to deal with everyone's feet being open-toed shoes. I don't give a shit. Oh, God. I don't even look at people's feet. Yes, I want to teleport. This sounds like the best world. A million dollars, I get paid for my diarrhea. Come up with some better things. You better do it because I'm just telling you. I don't care. I I can't live in a world where everyone wears open-toed shoes. You know what? I'm sorry. Well, then you're just... 
you've got some issues here. You know what drives me nuts, though, about shoes? Why does it bug me when people wear shoes that are too big for them? I, and I'm going to tell you. Here's a story. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hate it because at one of the most amazing moments in my life, I was caught wearing shoes that were too big for me. Let me tell you the story. Mm. It was in the early 90s, and Earth, Wind & Fire came to play at a small venue, mm-hmm. downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the liquor industry, got me free tickets. I was yeah. smack dab in the middle of the Get center. You know, mm-hmm. I had great seats. I was wearing shoes that were too big for me. You know, I was also wearing a nightgown, but as a dress, I could, I could pull it off. You know, I was darling. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you start getting up, people start dancing. It, it's like in the middle of the show, okay? You know, people were seated. It was very respectable. But then people start getting their groove on. I mean, this is what a bio, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're, people are getting out of the seats. Uh, you know, we're up against the stage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened at this moment. But all of a sudden, people were jumping on stage. Now, I'm, you know, not even five feet. And I felt somebody lift me by my butt. Mm. And put me on stage at this Earth, Wind & Fire concert. And I was like, my eyes were closed. And I am dancing, Brian. I'm dancing hard. And I don't really realize what happens. And I open my eyes. And everybody was thrown off the stage. But here I am having my Courtney Cox moment Mm -hmm. at Earth, Wind & Fire. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'm dancing with Earth, Wind & Fire. But my shoes are so big, I can barely do the moves I want to do. So you're frozen. So I just was like, you know what? And so they're like, walk her off the stage. Heavy so knee I bouncing. I walked off the stage barely. And then they're like, baby, you could stay if you want. And I said, no, I actually want to be hanging out with my friends. It almost looked like I was part of the show. I mean, I'm serious. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was part of the show. It was really a crazy moment. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yes. Um, I loved it. And then I saw them at another show where I, where I happened to be backstage. And, you know, when, when, and you're a musician, and I never knew this until I went to this show, is that when you walk off a show, there's always people lined up on the sides after a, after a concert. And so I, you probably remember this. You're, you're a musician. And people are like, good show, good show. Maybe it's your manager. Maybe it's your girlfriend. Maybe it's whoever got that spot. Mm-hmm. But they're standing kind of in a huddle. And you're almost like after like a soccer game when you're like, good game, good game. Yeah. It's like, good show, good show. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be, <clears throat> my friend was working, open air theater, San Diego State. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I, yeah, I was backstage. They got off stage. And I go, great show. Don't know if you remember me. And, of course, they said, of course I do. And they're good liars, those guys. Those guys are real professionals. How we went from shoes to earth and fire, I don't know. But give me number three because I don't care about people's. And, by the way, guess what, Brian? I was wearing sandals. I'm saying most people can pull it off, you being one of them. No, I have the but worst feet. But there is a person. And I have the worst feet in, in the world. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing that. I don't think you'll ever see my feet. I'm just saying a world where I'm surrounded by that, by every foot 
in the in the, in the so I, you will not you would rather not teleport if people are wearing sandals. I can't believe it. Hey, give me something. When that someone I actually... takes their shoes off on a plane, I oh, think that's an that. absolute double fucked violation. Like, not only does it gonna take me a day to get to where I'm going, but you think you could take your shoe and sock off? It's no. I could tolerate a sock on a plane. You know. I'll I've tell you what I can't tolerate on a on a plane. Don't bring a tuna fish sandwich and open it and smile and eat it in front of me like mm -hmm. it's okay. Tuna fish sandwiches do not work on a plane. Number mm -hmm. two, don't cut your nails or your toenails on a plane. You're absolutely joking. No, I it would happens. make a citizen's arrest. I did. I actually said to myself. It would look like someone pulled out a box cutter on that plane and I stormed it like a hero. If For someone pulled out a nail clipper, I would tackle the guy in the aisle and help for assistance. Well, I will say this. When the guy came out and started cutting his nails, I actually looked at my husband and said, is he fucking cutting his nails right now? That's disgusting. I may have said it loud enough for it to stop. And like, all I had to it do makes me a little bit like kind of funky in the throat right now, even thinking about it. All right, so all right, go to your third and final <laughs> one because this game has been amazing so far. Mm. All <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Would you? <laughs> you can't even get it out. Because now I feel like they're ridiculous, and maybe I'm a little fucking princess. I don't know. Would you live in a hate-free world? Okay. But everyone had offensive body <laughs> Everyone had bad B.O. in this hate-free world. No, I can't live in that. I don't think so either. No, for that, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> and guess what? I kind of like a little hate. Okay, I don't, but you know what no. I mean? You got yes, but figuratively, yes. Yeah, I can't I'm... live in a stinky world. The other thing is, I mean, no offense, but, like, did you see the movie Pleasantville? Like, I loved that movie, but I can't live in Pleasantville forever. That's not interesting to me. Hmm. I don't think you know the film. I believe I do, actually. Does it oh, start do a Carrot Top and Polly Shore? Oh, God, no. I mean, this no. is just ridiculous. All right. All right. Well, I just want to say, I, I, I just want you to, could you give me the frame, though? Would you, and then it's, and then in a world. <laughs> I, yes, I would... okay. How about this one? Okay, go ahead. If you could be one age... Oh, for yeah. the rest of your life. Say, yeah. say like, the world's taken over by yeah. vampires. What age would you be? 30. Wow, really? Oh, God. Logic behind it. Bring it. Um, I'm just old enough to, to know enough. I knew a lot when I was 30. That's when I got married. I had lived to, I had a lot of experiences. I liked it. I loved my what my I liked my body at 30. <clears throat> I felt like I could really just live in that body and that mm -hmm. mindset. Um I was open. I'm not saying that I'm not open now, but it I knew I just liked I think 30 would be the perfect age. I was immediately I was going to go 25 and went a little too young even mm -hmm. though at the time god my 25th year was 
fantastic. That's good. That's a good age. I think that might be mine, 25. I think 25's too young. I think there's still so much you don't know. I mean, 30's good because you could still kind of. Oh, you can do anything you want at 30. I mean, I I just think 25, I didn't know as much as I did when I was 30 is all I'm going to say. And you still have the energy of your 20s because you're like, fuck, I'm 30. I'm not old. And you still got it. Listening to Remember When Live with Alex and Brian. You know, somebody was bringing up to me this thing at work that their 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 coworker was using foul language. Oh. And it was like, can you use foul language in the workplace anymore? And is it okay? I don't know why you're covering yourself. It looks like oh, you're... Oh, no, I'm not. I didn't know I was covering my camera. It's just okay. my notes. It's my of notes. Course. Sorry. His notes. Wow, he's your so professional. Mm-hmm. Anyways... And my friend was saying to me, like, can people, like, say fuck, you know, at work? And I'm like, well, not at my job because I'm a teacher. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't tell a kid fuck off. You know, if I do that, I could get in trouble. But then all of a sudden I was reading and, you know, guilty pleasure during the times. Don't even know how old this is. Um, but it was Tom Cruise's rant. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Tom Cruise. He's a very popular movie star mm-hmm. from the 80s, actually. He made his, mm. he was an Remember icon. Remember the 80s. Remember I mean, the 80s. I mean, I had a total poster of him mm-hmm. um, over my bed from Top Gun. Nice. And he was also in Cocktail. He was pretty Excellent. amazing in that. Um, you know, stuff like that. But have you heard the rant that he did? The rant about... What happened to him on set? Oh, about people not wearing masks. Yes. Yes. And but I, I fill me in more. All right. Well, I I, I just want to let you know it's approximately. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, four paragraphs long. Mm. But here's one of my favorite quotes. Can I? You may. What create quote? We're creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. If I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone in this crew does it, that's it. And you too, and you too, and you. Don't you ever fucking do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. Um, that was only one portion of the wow. rant. Wow. That's so intense that he could be so... You know, I think the way you read it, though, really did also. I, I liked it. It sold it. And I want to tell you, A, I never don't wear... No, I'm always wearing a mask. I'm always okay. compliant. But that would make me really scared. I think, I, he's, I think he seems like he's a really intense person. Mm-hmm. Um, because just the way he like carries himself and I don't want to get in trouble or want to become an oppressive. He is part of the Scientology church, which mm-hmm. we're not going to comment on because I think it's better not to, but there is something. To I don't know enough about it to comment. Oh, on. I can comment all you want. Thank you. Okay. For remedy. But know, I'm not going um, to. And, and, and so the point is, is that, mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. takes a lot on himself, it sounds like. And he is using, now, can Tom Cruise, and, and here's the thing, George Clooney, 
love him. He supported Tom and said, you know, Tom has a right to keep his, you know, his movie set safe. Mm -hmm. And he is putting a lot of his own money clearly into this film. Mm -hmm. And it does need to be safe. But did it need to get to that extent? I mean, I'm going to just say that running a movie world with all the money on the line in an industry that had the carpet pulled out from under it. That's what he's saying. I would think that. It's kind of like, you know, let's let's dumb it down a little bit to more what we can understand. Um, I have friends that were in the bar and restaurant industry. Okay. And it is like, we can open, but we have to be so fucking yeah. compliant. But if we don't, we could be shut down and it's another six months of no revenue. So now you go into your restaurant and you see Johnny and Tommy over there. <laughs> I haven't it up with no mask on. You're gonna go crazy. I think I would get a little bit pissed off. Yes. I now, would. when you times that hope to make 30 grand a week in a restaurant right. bar, but I'm spending $300 million and it could be shut down if this is well, violent. And, and, and just so you know, you're right because what he's saying is <clears throat> you're going to, this is what follows that word is. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this fucking industry. So I'm sorry. I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this fucking movie down. Is it under? Now, here's a thing. I'm shocked he's getting backlash. I feel like I just heard Mel Gibson shout at the top of the hill in Braveheart. I love that speech. Fuck yes. He continues to say, if if I see it again, you're fucking gone. He doesn't even get, he doesn't fire them. I do hate fucking directed at me, though. I know. No, you can get mad. Fucking's not great, but here's the thing. He doesn't fire them. Let's be clear. Okay? And you are. So you're going to cost him his job. If I see it on the set, you're gone and you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That's it. I trust you guys to be here. And so here's a point. He's actually completely in the right. Is totally in the right. He's actually not being weird. I mean, he's not jumping on a couch. And I mean, can I just say this to you? Uh-huh. I'm about to pull from one of my favorite teachers ever, Mr. Rami Cruz, Ramiro Cruz, may rest in peace. Why is fuck such a bad word? I mean, it is. You don't want it directed, but is it really that bad? You know, he could have I used a I million other words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but as an adjective and as a point of emphasis, fuck, it could be great. But looking at someone, fuck you. I, I almost have a hard time saying it just looking at you on Zoom. Wow, that was really that. weird. I, I can't stand it. That's so like, here's my question. And I mean, let's so be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. You think that, okay? You've been in bands. You've been in multiple bands. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that 
you know, you guys are like brothers or gals. I mean, depending on the band. There's never been fuck exchanged with bandmates? Absolutely. And that's a point in my life where I'm at now. I've had that more than enough times. I've been punched in the face and have delivered punches in the face <laughs> over fuck yous. For real. And it's like, it's very powerful. But now, as I know now, I've never said it nor received it and felt okay about it later. If I've ever gotten to the point where I have said fuck you to somebody and meant it, by the time I cooled down and really thought about it, if it was somebody I cared about, mm -hmm. I've always regretted it. I just want you to know I've only really said, I have said to somebody who is one of my greatest friends right now, um, we used to live together. You don't even, I don't know if you even know her, but you know her, but not, you know, she wasn't part of the inner circle, but. I, we were such terrible roommates that I said to her when we broke up the first time, we're back together, of course, now, I fucking hate you. Oh, that's and I remember that saying, like a knife. And I just want you to know this. I said it. I can feel it. I felt say, I felt it. And when you feel that kind of anger and hate, it's so gross and yucky. But like right now my body is like, ugh. I mean, that was, of course, in my early 20s, but, you know, Fuck can be powerful. I don't think that Tom actually was doing that. He wasn't, motherfucker, okay, that's a little bit dramatic, but you know what, I hate to be the one to break it to people. He is an actor, and he can be dramatic. Absolutely. And, and A, I think maybe being an actor, maybe sometimes it's, you know, maybe people don't take him as seriously. It's like, dude, I'm also the financer, the director, because he owns his own like giant production company. That's like the next he's level. Producer, producer. But this is the other weird thing. Didn't you meet Tom Cruise? And you know, I wanted to actually weigh it out unbiasedly before I shared this story. But yes, I have met Tom. Give me this one. Okay, I was playing a show. It was actually the very last show that David Bowie played, uh, 2007. Roseland Ballroom, I think. We might have like, to Google this, but it was for the Keep a Child Alive Foundation. I love the Roseland Ballroom, charity. and I saw Blues Traveler there once on New Year's. Going okay, on. wow. God, smack me in the face after leading with Bowie and Blues Traveler. I love um, fucking with you with John Popper. Go on. Yeah, no, I mean, they have a couple good songs. I didn't mean it, but different level. Um, but Alicia Keys, <laughs> 311 and Blues Traveler. This show is Bowie and Alicia Keys. Um, it Every is, show. Yes, which, of course, there's nothing wrong with 311. Yes, there is. Uh, you know, I know. We're so PC here, though. Uh, we got to watch everything. But we played um, this show, and as we were done playing before Bowie went on, there was, like, this guy in the front. I saw him while we were playing. I was like, that is fucking Tom Cruise. He's or a good look-alike. Or a look-alike. And, you know, it was a little bit surreal. It was like the dude who played the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings or the main guy. And, oh, God, was it Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Frodo Baggins. Frodo uh, was there. Now what's the actor's name again? Not he was in Rudy, I think. Yes. Now um, we're all good. Keep anyway, going. but he introduced the band, and as I walked out, and um, I remember Jay and I looking at each other because literally it was like 15 feet in front of us. They're like, "Holy fucking shit! 
That's Tom Cruise and his wife at the time, uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. We play our, you know, it was like a charity event, so we played like four songs or something like that. Um, and we were the opener opener, so it was like us, then Alicia Keys. and she But they played still like, were there. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was great. And um, so after our Elijah set, Wood, you know. Elijah Wood, by the way. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood, that's it. Uh, middle name Morning, I believe. Uh, but I was like, after we played, I saw Tom hanging out and he had like several, um, people like, you know, bodyguards around his him. entourage, his entourage. And his he looked Let's right at me. Team. He smiled. I could tell he was like, you're the extremely handsome guy that was just up there. I'm kidding. But he was thinking it. And, uh, I said, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? My mom, my mom would go crazy if I came home with a picture of Tom Cruise. And he was like, yeah, man, good show. And I was like, cool. So took this really cool picture with him, and uh, I think I've shared that one with you. I actually have it, yeah. And I walk off. I say thank you. And my girlfriend at the time was there, and she goes, oh, my God, I want to get a picture too with Tom. I said, you know what? Um, hang on. I know him. <laughs> Let me ask, go up and ask him. So uh, – I said, hey, Tom, you know, can I get a picture with uh, Ian? He's like, yeah. And I go, hang on, I'll be right, th- right back. And as I left, they kind of ushered us away, like as I came, came back with my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Tom said I could just go grab my – and Tom was, like, talking to someone else. And I saw him kind of look over in my direction, see his people kind of ushering me and my girlfriend away. And he kind of looked back, but he couldn't, like, break his conversation. We left, and we went backstage. Now, what um, did the team say to you, though? What were they saying at that They were moment? like, here we go, right this way, sir. Please stop, Mr. Cruz. Stop. I, I couldn't really yeah. remember him yeah. where, you know, it's, there's a little bit they're, of They're talking so fast. They're making you move so fast, you can't even think about You're it. You're just out of there. It's yeah. like a cane he, off the You're stage. already out the door. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, wait, you, how did I move? You I don't even have talking. time to explain why you're there, you know. Yeah. And, um. Uh, so I go back there, and the lady who ran kind of our band's PR that worked for the record company, Sheila, she looks at me and she goes, "I can't believe it! You were you got a picture with Tom Cruise? You were you got you got to hang with Tom Cruise?" I said, "You know, I talked to him for a second. She's all, what did you say?" And as I was telling her the story, she's looking like over my shoulder, and now we're in the backstage area, back where only the band is, and she looks at she goes, "Oh my God, he's here!" And we turn around, and Tom's there with his wife Katie and like two bodyguards. And he goes, Brian. And I went, Tom. And he goes, I'm sorry. I said I'd take a picture with you. You got pulled away. And now it's just me, my PR person, uh, my girlfriend at the time. So so he decides to just hang, introduces to his wife. I have a cocktail. Offer one, he's not drinking. Um, This is right around the time that he was getting married in, like, Italy to Katie Foster or Katie Holmes. And, um, and, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, hey, he's like my height. Like everyone talks about how short Tom Cruise is. I mean, I'm not. In a, You're not tall. I'm not tall, but I'm like five eight and a half, five nine. Okay. I'm okay. I'm not five four. No, you're not. I'm not one. five five. Here's the question: Is Elijah Wood five eight? In the movie, I think he's no. I I think <laughs> Elijah. I don't, you know, I don't know, but just the rumor precedes itself that Tom Cruise is really short. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. But isn't he fit? I mean, he does not have fat on his bone. He does take good care of himself. He was a, not only the coolest dude, Hmm. he engaged in conversation, 
would look in the eye, actually asked questions about the band. We were about ready after that show. We were going overseas and we were playing in Germany. And uh, I remember us saying in Berlin, he talked about how he spent months over there shooting a movie. And um, I remember he played like Hitler's, uh, some guy trying to assassinate Hit Valkyrie. And, right. and they all shot in, during World War II. But we had cool conversations. He really engaged. I, and he followed up. I mean, that was, and you know what? This is the most key thing about the story. He did not make you take any Scientology classes for this meetup. That the thing is, is like I don't even think it came up. I think it, if it did, it was casual. There was no. I found that my experience with Tom Cruise, granted, maximum it was probably twenty-five to thirty minutes long. Wow, that's a lot. It was a good time, and you know, because he was cool enough to talk to my friends. You know, like that. Now it was just a few of us back there, and. uh it was one of it was a very pleasurable experience. Remember the eighties? Remember going to concerts? Remember the posters on your bedroom wall? Remember when live with Alex and Brian, a teacher and a musician, talk about nothing and everything.